Welcome to the Disrupt Education Podcast. I'm Peter Hostrosser, your host. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe. Tell your friends all about this awesome podcast. When we talk to people who are changing up education in different ways, you can also head over to disrupteducation.co. That's a great place to catch me or peterhostrosser.com. I am a proud member of the Ed Up Experience Podcast Network. If you head over to edupexperience.com and you can see my podcast along with so many others around education reform and change all the way K through 12, post-secondary, anything and everything that's going on in education, the Ed Up Experience, edupexperience.com is the place to go. If you have a child that is in high school or in college that just don't really understand what their strengths are or a little bit lost and they really don't know how to connect academia to reality or they're afraid to build their brand in public, head to unlearningcoach.com. I created a whole bunch of cohorts. Our first one is about building in public and teaching youth to really gain the confidence because they do have skills. They do have interest. Sometimes they're just never asked that in academia. So head to unlearningcoach.com for a lot more information there. On this podcast, I have Sarah Baker Andrews, and she is the founder and CEO of Avara Careers, which is a career coaching business. I got to tell you, she's worked on all sides of the hiring equation as a recruiter, a hiring manager, a career counselor, serving on corporate in the corporate world, nonprofits, academia. She's been all over the place and she really knows how to connect academia and reality. She tells her story coming up right after this on the podcast. Are you an individual or business wanting to create an online course or training program, but are overwhelmed with the e-learning process and don't even know where to start? If so, you don't want to miss this free masterclass called Create and Launch a Successful E-Learning Program Online Course or virtual training where you will learn the biggest mistake most people make with e-learning, the number one reason most e-learning programs fail, and the three pillars to create extraordinary value for your learners every time and much more. Get instant access to the free masterclass right now by clicking on the link in the description. All you have to do is sign in and you will get instant access to this free masterclass right now. I recently asked Jake, who is a sophomore in high school, why he uses SpikeView to share his learning journey. Um, I think it's really cool that you know SpikeView is really putting that abstract into con- concrete data and knowledge, and then displaying that to the outside world. And I think SpikeView is different than anything else out there. Um, like I said before, because it's really taking that you know the, that those abstract skill sets and those abstract experiences and putting them into data that you know is actually mathematic and scientific and um, you know that matches you up with the best programs and um, you know best places for you people um, you know who are really trying to make those changes in the world and they're going to be using SpikeView because SpikeView is that app where you can you know take take those experiences and take those passions and put them out there. Um, and share with other people and that's you know that's really powerful and that you know that professional networking piece um, you know to be with other like-minded teenagers that puts you ahead that puts you ahead in a lot of ways and so um, you know I think anyone who's spiked you right now has a leg up in the future and excited to see you know where those spiked you alumni head up head to spikeview.com start your portfolio now for free
The Disrupt Education vlog can be found on YouTube. To hear it in podcast form, search Disrupt Education on any of the following podcast platforms. Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Spotify, or Stitcher. Welcome to the Disrupt Education Podcast. I'm Peter Hostrosser. Great to be here with Sarah Baker Andrus. Thank you so much for being here, Sarah. You are actually the co-founder or the CEO and the founder of Avara Careers. It's awesome. Yeah, it's it's great to be here with you, Peter, and I'm so excited for our conversation. Awesome. Well, let's let's kind of dig in. That was a very brief bio. Um, Tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you're doing. Yeah, I think you know, like many of us. I came to uh, to my um, my career kind of by happenstance and lucky random chance, and I uh, I started off uh, with a graduate assistantship when I was in graduate school, and the job that they gave me was helping adult students at the University of Maryland uh, pivot into new careers, and. I was younger than most of the students I was working with at the time, and I was so inspired by their courage and their uh, ability to think that there might be something else for them. Uh, And these are people who were affected by layoffs. These were people coming out of the military. These were previously stay-at-home moms who realized they wanted to do more when uh, their kids grew grew older. And that just began a lifelong fascination with how we choose careers, how careers choose us, and really a desire to help others be far more intentional about our career choices so that we can land somewhere that's a great fit. And that's why I started Avara Careers. And I had been, uh, you know, from the time I was in that first grad school position to the time I started Avara in 2014, I'd really been spending my entire career immersed with everybody else's, but primarily in the corporate recruiting space. So that's given me the chance to really sit around all sides of the desk, whether it's in a recruiting role or a career coaching role and a hiring manager as well, because I built a team of recruiters uh, that, um, you know, we're really trying to find good talent and and learned kind of a 360 view of this job search process that brought me to where we are talking today. I cannot wait to unpack this all because there's so many, I have so many questions. Um, and it's awesome that, yes, you have seen all different sides of it and we're, let's go into your own education first and then we'll kind of, uh, uh, you know, take a look at, you know, what we can do to change up education. But first, what type of student were you? How, you know, (laughs) getting to that level, um, into, uh, you know, that job where you were helping others. Let's go back. What kind of student was Sarah? Well, I think early on, I was a promising student and uh, I enjoyed school. I was one of the geeky kids who really kind of liked to learn. Um, and then I, I faltered candidly. I, uh, I took a gap year um, and when I started college, I, I picked the college for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> I picked it because it was furthest from home. <laughs> and I thought I wanted something completely different. 
uh, which really wasn't uh, the uh, best way to pick a college. And uh, if anybody who knows me is ever listening to this show, they may be surprised to hear that I actually dropped out of college. Um, I was at, uh, at the university for two years and I, I could not do it. I had, I had other issues going on in my life. I didn't understand why I was unhappy in that situation. And um, dropping out was the best possible thing that I could have done. And I took a year uh, and, and uh, to my parents' credit, they said, well, you figure it out. We're kind of done here. We've invested a lot. And, uh, <laughs> you know, why, why don't you see what you can do? And um, I got a job. The job I could get was as a secretary. And that was my first career lesson, actually, was that I applied for a job for which I was unqualified because I couldn't type as fast as they wanted me to. And I'm aging myself now. But um, apparently, I impressed the interviewer with uh, my ability to, um, I think, just talk about how I had made a mistake with my college choice. I actually brought that up in the interview. I said, let me tell you why I'm here now. And I kind of I kind of blew it. And and I don't type as fast as you want, but I'm going to work really hard. And something about what I did in that interview uh, got me the job. I'm not really sure. It might have been my complete and utter naivete and transparency. <laughs> and and the good news is that that after working for a year, you know, I recognized that I had more ambition and wanted to do more. And I saw the value of of going back. And then. Um, you know, went uh, went to the school I could afford um, and paid for it and got through college, you know, really well. I, as an undergrad, I my major is extinct, which is a lesson to anybody who's listening that it doesn't matter so much what you major in. I studied Soviet foreign policy and I minored in Russian language and um, the Soviet Union doesn't exist anymore. So that's kind of you know, a dinosaur. But what I learned how to do is I learned how to be a student. I learned how to write really well, thanks to some very good professors. And, uh, and, and then I went to graduate school and my graduate education is in adult development and uh, education. Now, okay, so then you went through and now you started to see all the different sides of the hiring process, the working mm -hmm. process, and we know, we've had conversations before, there are these crazy gaps that mm -hmm. one side only, there's not a lot of empathy, there's not a lot of understanding, there, we're still in certain ivory towers on one end, and you know, employees are looking for, or employers are looking for a certain type of employee that is not always coming out of uh, an educational uh, area. And now we have, your business. Yeah. This is how you're, you're changing education with the adult studies um, and, and the things in your experiences. Let's jump into that. Tell us a little yeah, bit about yeah. what it is and, and what you do. And actually, how are you changing the way we do education in what you're doing right now? Because I'm so excited to share that with listeners. One of the things I think we understand just innately, anybody who's ever looked for a job, understands that uh, we're not taught how to do this. We in our 
culture in Western society, we value career so much. It becomes our identity. What's the first question that anybody asks you if they've never met you before? What do you do? It, it is this, this um, linchpin of our identity. And yet we do nothing to teach people how to choose careers, how to find jobs, how to navigate their careers as they grow and develop into mature adults. We have essentially set up the system that we have now, which is no system at all, where it is everybody sort of reaching and grasping and trying their best. And this goes on the hiring side too, because for the most part, hiring managers who are making these decisions have not been well-trained in how to interview and select good talent unless they are in an exceptional organization, they don't know how to do that. And so they're just, they're kind of winging it too. And that's why we have so many people. In fact, I think the most Gallup's most recent study of engagement said that, you know, 52% of us uh, are unhappy at work. And, and I would guess that now that we're coming back from the pandemic, those numbers are increasing. And we've certainly seen that in the recent jobs report with all the churn. There's just a lot of people switching seats and uh, becoming more aware of, um, you know, that they have choices and that they don't have to be miserable at work. And when you think about how many hours do we spend working, uh, it's often more time than we spend with our families, right? Right. So my business is really designed to help people Number one, figure out what it is that will light them up and help them get out of bed every morning with some degree of enthusiasm. You know, we're not talking about passion. And I think that whole passion thing does us all a big disservice. But we're talking about general satisfaction and uh, and contribution. And then how do we articulate that? How do we help people figure out uh, ways in which they can talk about what they offer to prospective employers. And that's what I love doing is really uh, becoming fluent in the language of ourselves. Where do you see this attaching to academia? We always talk about like the academia world mm. and then the real world. Mm. Um, and, and those two... There seems to be, like I said, there's this area where it just never intersects. Do you see it right. intersecting? Do you, or do you, how, how do you, how do you see this playing out? And what is the kind of your big hairy goal beyond like just giving people? I love the satisfaction thing, by the way, because we've been taught like all of a sudden, oh, it's got to be the passion and it's got to be the perfect thing, and that just doesn't. Sometimes you know you just work in a job and it's not the best, but hey, you're getting up and you're you know you're making ends meet. Um, I think we've been sold kind of a, a rainbow in the sky that doesn't exist sometimes. But mm -hmm. yeah, so where 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 is this going? Where do you see education, academia, reality, mm -hmm. employment? Mm -hmm. How do you see this all churning up together? I can talk more about higher ed than I can necessarily about secondary school. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I think uh, you know that I'm also, in addition to owning a business, I'm also the assistant director of career services uh, in the business school at the University of Delaware. And so what I can say that that really is working is uh, certainly we, we have this in the business school at UD and, and other universities and colleges all over the country are doing this well, is are you requiring students to take a class 
that examines these issues. I teach that class at UD and it's a required course for all business students. And we really talk about how, you know, how do you distinguish what you can do from what you enjoy doing? How do you identify the gaps in your skills? And what are those high point experiences um, that, that you think back on that really gave you some measure of, of accomplishment. So it, it, this reminds me of one of my clients, Allie, who was a recent graduate from a very good school. And she came to me uh, having had the, her job eliminated during the pandemic. It was a job she was enjoying. And the first question I asked her was, you know, well, do you, what do you like? You know, if you think about like, if you could do anything, what would that be? Or what, what have been some of the, the real moments in your career so far, even in your volunteer experience that have uh, lit you up, right? She says, oh my gosh, I'm interested in everything. And I think we meet so many students who are interested in so many things and they don't know how to tease it apart. So one, one place where I think academia can really do a much better job is in providing guidance and, and doing what I do with my clients, which is really walking through those high point stories of when she felt like she was at her best and identifying the specific skills that she was using in whatever that accomplishment was. And a lot of us, and especially young people, they don't have those words, they don't have that vocabulary. I am going to, because, because I've been trained and I've been doing this for a while, if you tell me a story about something that you achieved, I'm gonna hear a lot there and I'm gonna take notes. And as, as Allie and I are walking through it, I'm writing down what I'm hearing and then reflecting it back to her. And she's saying, wow, I never saw that. I never saw project planning, but you're right. I was the project planner with that. Or I never saw how important it was in, in her case, this international aspect was really, really important to her. And we took her language skills and we took her project planning and organizational skills and we identified facilitation skills as well. And she just landed a wonderful job in the learning and development department of a international development consulting firm. Now, is that a job you could go out and find on a job board? Nuh-uh, no way. Certainly not if you're thinking, oh, I could do anything. I love everything. <laughs> so it's really about teaching students how to narrow down uh, into um, a few concrete ideas and then being willing to explore them. If you look at this as a adventure or a choose your own adventure or a journey rather than a one and done decision when you pick your major, then you're gonna have a much more rewarding career in most cases. And you're going to be less stressed. Right. I, I love those books, by the way. Like when I was growing up, you choose your own adventure. I remember distinctly sitting in my library and they would read it to us when I was in elementary school. That's I love that perspective because um, it is, right? So you can always go back and reread the book, right? I, I mean, I think yeah. uh, we're so linear. 
right. in the way that we do things. It's very humbling to hear that at the post-secondary level, um, this is happening, um, especially in Delaware where you are and in uh, several schools. Um, I don't think we're quite there yet, but it is interesting. Even my own alma mater, um, we saw that there was a at least a job placement number that really didn't exist. <clears throat> excuse me, when I was there. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think spurred that? What what happened? What happened mm-hmm. there to say, hey, wait a minute? Um, you know, even in your own, you know, your, your own business and your consulting, mm-hmm. but also where where did colleges start to see this? Um, and what's what do you think is going to happen beyond? the pandemic and everything. Sure. Well, I, you know, I don't think it's any big secret that any college, every college, no matter how well funded or well endowed, depends on employers in its local community to hire their students. And so I think that one of the things that the folks at University of Delaware did right long before I arrived there was really to communicate with local employers looking at, okay, where are most of our students going? Who are the biggest hirers? And asking the question, are you seeing what you wanna see? And if you're not seeing what you wanna see, what else would you like to see? Or what could we be doing better? And it's really about, uh, and this brings me back to grad school actually, when you asked about my education, I did my thesis on university industry relations and how well uh, are the relationships between key people at any institution and the people that they serve? And this includes employers, this includes alumni, this includes parents. And I think it's all about trying to be good listeners, but also asking the right kinds of questions. And I think that more and more schools are getting on board. I'm seeing, a lot of schools adopt a entire curriculum of career development that follows a student from freshman to senior year so that students are getting exposure to this consistently throughout their academic career. And I think that's, that is a really exciting uh, opportunity. And I think those, I think those schools are going to see the, um, the payoffs of being that intentional with, how they're treating uh, the career development role that they have. I like that. That right there struck a nerve with me because I did my internship at the end, never really had interaction. And then I realized that even though it looked good at the campus, it was on radio. And then when I went to the actual radio station, it was very different. Um, And it was something that I didn't really enjoy. Um, So to see that throughout is wonderful. That Mm -hmm. That is awesome. Um, wanted to, uh, give you a chance also to talk a little bit about like, what, what can people, how can people find you, um, with, um, Avara, uh, careers and, and what, what can they expect, um, from your services? Because I know we have a lot of parents, we have a lot of college students who listen. Um, Mm -hmm. and just like you after that first or second year, they're like, I don't know why I'm here. I was just kind of, I know a lot of students feel pushed into yep. it because of, you know, it makes the school look good. Their parents, they're still in their, we're different generation, right? Um, and there's a lot of them that are lost. Um, so yeah, yeah good, dump, jump into of our careers and, and, you know, how can people find you and, and what can they expect? I'm uh, at 
www.avaracareers.com. And if you add a slash subscribe, uh, then you will get my weekly newsletter. And I put out something every week, career tips, advice. And you'll also get uh, 10 days to jumpstart your career search, which is just an email every day for 10 days, very low key, but it includes a two to three minute video with me, just like we're talking today on each of these important things that, that we take for granted, like how to answer the question, tell me about yourself, how to use LinkedIn properly, things that people are even afraid to ask because they feel like they should know. Um, but all of this is, it, I'm putting this out there because I believe that the job search process is fraught with obstacles and it triggers our insecurities. And we tend to go through this um, cycle of this, whatever the trigger is, whether it's senior year coming up or getting, you know, finding out we don't like that first job we trigger, we get energy and then we don't do the right things to find the job that's right. And then our fears sink in and then we stall again. And it's a cycle. So what I do, the services I provide, everything from uh, I have an online course that people can sign up for. I do private coaching and I do a lot of work with current college students, recent college students uh, who graduated and you know don't know what's next. And, and more recently, of course, people who've been hit by the pandemic at all ages and stages. Uh, um, you know, there, there's been more than one student in my class at UD who has referred me to their parents. So that, that is really cool. Um, but, uh, you know, when I think about what's, what it all comes back to is really being proactive, not reactive. And most job searches are centered on this fear of, will they hire me? And everything we do out of our career starts with a different question, which is, do I want to work here? And so really trying to empower people and remind them that we ha all have choices. Boy, are people starting to pick that up with this churning going on. Yes. Um, I wanted to throw a curveball question here. Actually, there's there's two questions. Um, but um, what there's a lot of anger around just the credential like yeah. that's just not it in your mind what 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 or your experiences sure. what would um what would something else besides the credential that students probably should walk away from let's say at the at the post-secondary level i think that the most important thing you could learn is really who you are what you're about what you want to contribute. And then once you have some sense of that, it is about building relationships and building some confidence and actually practicing, you know, how do I talk to people as, as an adult, they're emerging adults. How do I have conversations with people? You know, networking is kind of the nasty word, but the truth is that networking at its best is all about building relationships and making connections. So, you know, I can think of so many students who maybe weren't getting, you know, the best grades in the world, uh, but they were building really meaningful relationships in college with people who are going to be able to help them. 
And I thought you were going to ask me a different question, which is whether whether or not I think it's critical that you get the credential. Let's go uh, there. I like yeah. that question, too. And and I will say that there are many people for whom I do not think it is critical. I think it's very dependent on how you want to contribute in the world, what you want to do, what space you want to work in. But we know that uh, even the you know huge household name tech companies they don't they don't care about a degree necessarily if you've got the right kind of coding experience, and then there are people who have talents and gifts as, you know, artists or entrepreneurs themselves, often, you know, people who are really good at being innovative and talking with others about how to, how they are innovative and what they, what they offer. Uh, it's not right for everybody. And certainly with the cost associated I think it's an important question, you know, even as a parent, do I want to send my kid to college or maybe I want to spend that money and set them up in a business that they're really passionate about. And we have choices if you're fortunate enough, if you're fortunate enough to be able to have that choice. I think it's a per important question and an important conversation to have. That, that was a great bridge into my other question because that that was the question underneath it, right? So uh -huh. I teach high school. I teach a lot of business students in high school, which I love to do. Um, what is something that, what kind of advice would you give that student who is either a junior or senior right now? And I'm going to preface that question with a lot of them are asking the same questions, but their mm -hmm. parents don't see it, right? Yeah. They, they see the debt. They understand there's $1.7, $1.8 trillion in loans out there that are, that are still outstanding. They see that, you know what, I don't want to put my parents in that kind of situation. Um, they're very empathetic, just like your, your story of your, your client saying, or, you know, here's your, here's my parents. Can you help them? Um, and this generation is very good at that, I'll be honest. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So what do you tell? What do you tell that junior or senior in high school right now where the push still is extreme academics going straight into college no matter mm -hmm. what? Mm -hmm. uh, I think it depends where they are and who they are. So, you know, if you've got somebody who's a very confident student who's solid academically and knows what they want to study, that's a great candidate for college. And, and then you may have somebody who's a, a great student, does well, but really doesn't know what's next. I think that trying, uh, I think summer jobs can be a great way to try out potential careers and get some experience. And by summer jobs, I mean going beyond the standard high school summer jobs. So maybe not the lifeguard job, maybe not the camp counselor job. See if you could even shadow somebody for a week in, a, in an office setting for a career that you, you're thinking about. Try to be creative about what kinds of things you're going to expose yourself to while you're still in high school that will inform that decision. And again, I'll bring it back to having conversations. Why not reach out to the accountant or reach out to the PR person or the marketing person that maybe, you know, uh, went to your high school or is a friend of your family or that one of your teachers may know and ask them some questions and do some informational interviewing to try to inform yourself. You know, the other thing, I'm a, I'm a big believer in gap year. I think it can be very good, but I'm not a big believer 
and, and especially not in this climate, in the kind of gap year that most, most students are taking, which is the let me go travel and have these different experiences, but they're not really having different experiences because they are going in very protected bubbles. And I get that and I understand that, I totally do. But um, the idea here is to take yourself out of the protection for a little bit and see what it feels like to actually work. <laughs> that's that's and, the W word. Why would I want to know? know. Sorry about that. Maybe get a J-O-B. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I do think that the best way to find out is something is sometimes learning by doing for a lot of the students that you're talking about. Um, and so maybe begin thinking early, where might I work for a year? I know that if I had done that, I would have made very different choices. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I think the students who tend to do well in my classes at UD are the students who have work experience, who have tested themselves, who have confronted somebody who's angry at them, who have uh, dealt with conflict in the workplace, who have faced disappointment and making mistakes. These are critical life skills and the sooner that we get them, the better off that we will be. Fantastic advice. It's so true. The gap years of our generation was a little bit different. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and building, I, I, I like to let students know, you know, you have to build your own syllabus. And yes. then you have to record it. And I hear a lot of consistency with uh, if, if people go to your site, uh, avarecareers.com, um, they can get a 10-day uh, thing to where that consistency is so key because we know mm -hmm. after like two or three days you're you you either keep going or you're you're done. That's um, right, and and that's that's wonderful. Um, Sarah, I want to thank you so much for hanging out with us on Disrupt Education. Uh, again, it's www.avaracareers. Um, and if they backslash, is it subscription? Is that what it's it is? Subscribe. 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 Yeah, uh, I would. I'm going to highly suggest. Um, a lot of our listeners do that. Um, it's amazing. I know that, you know, me, the unlearning coach, we have very similar ideas. And, and the more that we can get this out to uh, young people and even older people who are in transition, it's it's a yes. wonderful thing. Super, super geek to hear that this is going on and starting in colleges with uh, University of Delaware. I'm going to say leading the way. I'm just going to guess that you're <laughs> leading the way. Maybe not, but, uh, but you're doing wonderful things. Um, but again, thank you so much for sharing your story. Uh, thank you, Peter. It's been a pleasure talking to somebody who's so like-minded and, and, and together we're, we are going to make a difference, I'm sure of it. Absolutely. Thank you all for listening. We'll catch you next time on Disrupt Education.